Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's Michelle Collins of Midnight Snack Fame and only Midnight Snack Fame. It's the podcast that launched my career and I'm thrilled to be hosting it. And I'm joined here with uh, Dan Acton. We're both wearing the same shade of azul blue today. I I can't imagine it's a coincidence, Dan. Hi. I was going to compliment you on your t-shirt. I really like it. Oh, thank you. It's it's an oldie but a goodie. I'm in my pajamas. I'm uh, packing because I'm actually heading back to New York tomorrow. So I'm in a bit of mania mode-ish, but feeling okay. I just have to like get into my stuff, which I'm I'm dreading. How are you, Danny? What's new? Good. Uh, it's been a, a hectic week already. Has it been? I, you sound yeah, completely yeah. Um, frazzled. No, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely frazzled. Well, there's yeah, there's something. Uh, oh, yeah. There, there's something going on in the subways right now, which is I which saw. Is I yeah. really saw. Is that near you though? Where that happened? Uh, it's not, it's not where I'm, where I am now, but when I first moved to New York, it, that's, that was around where I lived. Oh my God. So it's, it's really scary. Away, but it's really, scary, really yeah. scary. The timing of that is, um, like as though my mother is not already losing 
sleep about me going back to New York, which the Daily Mail and they're not wrong necessarily, but the way that it paints New York as a new like crime ridden Gotham City has just sent my mother into a full state. And I got a frantic call from her before being like, have you seen it? You don't take the train. I'm going, Mom, I have to take the train. Like, I can't. It's not even a money thing. It's like a convenience thing with Uber like just or cabs. It doesn't make sense. Right, right. So that's happening. Uh, Yesterday, I had a really weird thing. I don't think I told you, but I was at the gym like before work uh, on Monday and I get this text leg day. I'm in the middle of, you know, squatting or whatever. My neighbor is like, there's smoke coming out of your apartment. No. Okay. Yeah. So I throw down my book. I go and like unlock my, you know, locker, get my coat. I'm running. I'm like, it's like a 15 minute walk. So it was like a five minute run back to my apartment. Okay. I also found out that I can't really run for five minutes because so even though my place was burning down, I was taking like walk breaks. <laughs> you were doing the, oh God, this is, that's why I hate running so much because it's like the, and you know, that's when I yeah. realized, you know how they do those tests for lung capacity where you like blow into a tube? Yeah. If I run, which, you know, the funny thing is I'm going to Miami next week and I do kind of sometimes jog in Miami. Here I won't because it's like I can't have the Brits looking at me jogging. It's like too humiliating. Right. But in Miami, I don't care. And um, my lung capacity is that I want to say 60% because when I'm breathing, oh, yeah. the end of the breath sounds like someone shaking a maraca. <laughs> like there's like, I think there's like actual crystals. That's, that's the death rattle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good old death rattle. My two little death rattles, my lungs. They just are constantly, I'm like wheezing. I don't even know, but oh my gosh. So what happened? So you got back and So, so I got there and, um, I'm fumbling for my keys. Mm. I was like, oh, I remember you're supposed to like touch the, so I go up to my hallway and it does smell smoky and I'm trying to think like, what could it be? Like my refrigerator is oh, no. on the fritz again. Did it explode? Like, I don't know. Mm. So I did the thing where you put your, the back of your hand on the door to test for heat. Yeah. And? and- Okay. Very safe. I open it up and there's nothing wrong. Oh, no. And then I look at my phone. My The uh, neighborhood uh, texted me like a minute later. She's like, oh, it's your next door neighbor. She just had like a cooking thing and whatever. Oh, it's my weird. God. I let you know. So I was like, thanks. That's, I mean, I'm very glad she did that. Yes. It was nerve wracking. Yeah. Do you remember in my, and I have some good stories, by the way, that I will regale all of you with. Um, I'm coming in hot today. I'm just letting everyone know. I'm excited, yeah. actually. But this reminded me reminded me of when I lived in New York and my neighbor who was at like, I, I think she was uh, bereaved isn't the right word. She was like a middle-aged um, from Spain, Spanish woman, uh, Paola or something. One of those kind of names. She's pretty. And I saw her maybe once. She was kind of almost like a Gabriel Garcia Marquez ghost. Like, I'm, I don't know if she really lived there or not. You know, what, what was that? Um, what was that book? in the house of the spirits or something. She had like that kind of an energy a little bit. And (laughs) I fall asleep one night. And then the next day, my neighbors, who I was friendly with next to her on the other side, were like, oh my God, you missed last night. There was a huge fire in the apartment next door to you at Paola's apartment. I mean, literally right next door. And I'm going, huh? They go, you didn't hear the the alarms going off and the, and I go, no, like I was, I didn't hear a single fire alarm go off. And, I was in my bedroom, which is like, you know, back, let's say, from the hallway. But even still, God forbid, like the building had burned down. No one knocked to wake me up. I'll tell you what. I didn't hear a pounding, a a frantic pounding on the door. And I slept through it. My smoke alarm hasn't been changed in 18 years. I should probably do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Buy it a lotto ticket and some porn and change it. (laughs) So, no, but then they told me the next day that... um, 
you know, when I spoke to them that our super Wojtek, who had like groundskeeper Willie body, he was probably seven years old, but uh, they said that he came upstairs shirtless. It was like three in the morning and that his body was like super buff and very waxy, if you can imagine, like very shiny. You know, old people get like shiny skin, but he was ripped. He was an old guy. Anyway, they kicked the door in and she was like on painkillers face down fully nude and she had left something on the stove and it burned and they had to like, they thought she died. My neighbors were like, we saw her full bush. Like she was, Uh. Wojtek was topless. She was fully nude. I was like, I missed this. I was so angry. I was like this, a classic New York tale. And I was asleep. How on earth did I miss that? I was so upset. I missed Bush. That's what I kept screaming. I missed full Bush. (laughs) I was so upset. Like, uh, finally, some spiciness in this building, you know? Um, By the way, if that were me, I would move out the next day. Like, if if Vortex saw me in the nude, Bush Bush and all, I would be like, good night and good luck. (laughs) Just, like, be on the first Circle Line cruise ship out of the city. Uh, It takes me right back. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? If you you tip them, they do go one way. (laughs) They're like, ma'am, it's in the freaking name of the freaking boat. It's a a circle line cruise. We go on. I'm like, but I have to get out of this city. It's a huge argument. So my news is that, well, first of all, so yes, I'm coming back to New York. Um, I'm going to be in the Today Show Friday morning, unless, you know, typical Michelle, like who knows, maybe some shit will happen. Hopefully not. Um, I should be, you know, barring some unforeseen circumcision on the uh, Today Show. I don't know. Let me just say things. It's, I've had such a long day. I've had such a long day. But the the secret, which I mean, maybe I'm breaking news, but I literally have nothing to lose and I don't care anymore is, you know, The View, a show which I was a host on, whether the people who work there want to believe it or not, (laughs) or acknowledge this or not, I was a host on The View. And by the way, I have to say a couple things because I'm actually pissed and I'm going to tell you why. I purposefully, I have never talked shit about that show. I got fired in a very ugly way from that show, by the way, which is their move. Like, that's what they do. They fire people... It's like something that clearly is going to be traumatic for anybody, right? And I kind of knew it was coming. I was never really treated correctly there by the, you know, head producers, like the big wigs in charge, who are not the people who hired me, for the record, clearly. But they just could not wait to fire me. Like, they they went out of their way to make it. And I'm not going to get into the details because then I'll have no one will buy my book. The famous book that I've been writing since Dan bought his smoke alarm. I cannot get into the details of the book. However, so I'll save some things for the book. But I've been really, you know, professional, I think. And most people get fired from that show and like run to entertainment tonight. They run to Inside Edition to talk shit and spill the goss. And believe me, I have gossip. And I never did because I thought, you know, I was raised by, I mean, psychotic, but at the end of the day, uh, parents with manners. And I thought, it's just an ugly look. It it looks petty. It's not who I am. I'm not going to do it. But I've decided I'm I'm petty now. I'm petty now. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And it is gross. I agree with you. And let me also add that that summer after I left the show, let's just say it for the purpose, after I left, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, and by the way, I got, I'm grateful to have been on the show and I got everything I needed out of that show. So I, I, 
I really actually I think the reason why I can talk about it now is because I'm not bitter about it anymore, if that makes sense. Like, I think yeah, when I was a little bit like harumph, I didn't want to show it. But now I'm like, who gives a fuck? I love my job now. I don't care. Right, right. Fuck, you know, not my friends on the show. I, I love certain people there. They know who they are, but you get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I was working with ABC doing the Bachelor stuff that summer. So I couldn't right. shit all over Disney at the time. Even though Walt invited Leni Reifenstahl to see the <laughs> Walt Disney Studios back in the 1940s, I was Wait, still you, yes. You never knew that. You just found out about that. Wait, yeah. uh, he did. Yes, in the 40s. Something, maybe the That's 30s. Not true. Yes, Dan. Right. Oh my All God. Right. Okay, when I'm done shitting on the View, I'm going to read you the anti-Semitic history of Disney because it's real and it's terrible. All right. Okay. All right. Goofy, big Nazi. Okay. Big, big <laughs> no! Nazi. My number one erotic crush. <laughs> they literally had to paint black over the armband in the later. No. So listen, <laughs> stupid. So okay. listen. So anyway, why am I bringing this fucking show up? Why? And I probably shouldn't curse, but here we are. Because they did the 25th anniversary. Uh, they're they're celebrating 25 years of the show this season, yeah. and um, they actually reached out to me. And I haven't talked to anybody there seriously in years, right? Uh, certainly have not been back to the studios, anything like that. I mean, you know, I call it PTSD. Like <laughs> that's what I had from that show. But they emailed me before the season started to be like, "Hey, we're putting together this like a fun intro with all the hosts. Do you want to film something for the intro?" And yeah. because I actually am a professional person, I thought, "Well, that's nice that they emailed me because I haven't heard from anyone in such a long time. Of course, I'll right. film something. I'm not stupid. I'm also like, I, I like where my life is at at the moment, so I'm I've moved past it. And sure, of course, yeah. yeah. So I filmed. I was in Paris at the time. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that helps. And yeah, it sure does. And I filmed, my friend Lucas helped me film this thing. I mean, it took us, I mean, legitimately an hour to film a 10 second thing of like, <laughs> like over yeah. and over and over again in front of the Eiffel Tower. I remember I was, seeing that. Yeah. Remember that? And by <laughs> the way, by the way, they shrunk me down in the, uh, and I actually, <laughs> Please, like in the opening, I think that they thought I wasn't going to do it. Like, I have to believe that they were like, she'll never send it in. And I was like, oh, oh I will send it in, actually. Yeah. And they literally put me, I was like four pixels of your HD TV. <laughs> there you saw me with my lustrous brown hair, you know, saying it. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I had to rewind. Like, I can't believe because believe it or not, listener of this podcast, I have fans and I have people who watched me on that show who liked me on it, whether again, yes. the people who run it want to believe it or not. And by the way, half of them got fired themselves because of some bullshit that they started. We won't go there right now because, again, I have to sell a book one day. All right. Read the book. Yeah. Read the book. Let me write that, by the way. Dan, remind me when I see you to write the book. So in the meantime, so and then. I thought, well, maybe because they're bringing all the hosts back for podcasts. I mean, they're like inventing new mediums yeah. as reasons yeah, right. to bring yeah, right. hosts back. They're like, oh, Muppet we got shows for kids. They have to like Star Jones's <laughs> late night Muppet show for kids. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. A new generation needs to be brought in. Yes, yeah. Elizabeth Hasselback's 
back talk. It's like the TED talk. For, I don't know it's what it's like. The new thing on Disney Plus, there's a whole view world. <laughs> yes, that's funny. Yeah, this is my origin story, by the way, in that like universe. So anyway, so they're they're literally wheeling in. I think every single host is still living, amazingly. Um, now that I right, I was gonna say they're wheeling in the corpse of somebody, so, not yeah. even me. <laughs> And that's going on. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if they'll ever. And, you know, the funny thing is, is like, do I even want to do that? I mean, they never even have me no, back but, for a goodbye. But no, but I want to be, I want to be included. I was on that. the fucking show. Yeah. It's not like a million people have been on it. Literally, like, I was the 50. Like, <laughs> Dan, I don't know. I was, <laughs> hold on. I'll kill him. Dan, I was the 15th host of that show. That's it. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's. That's very cool. That That's what I'm saying. And it was like a big really, yeah. deal. It's a cool it is, thing. Yeah. Forget yeah. the shit that the show has been through. And, you know, listen, look, did they throw me under the bus during a very horrible time in my life? 100%. I won't get into it now, but they did me no favors. I'll start there. I believe that there were a lot of conspiratorial things around my downfall on that show, which they were thrilled mm-hmm. about. I'm just going to say that. But all that being said, I've moved on. They've moved on. The world is exploding. They bring every person back. I've heard nothing from them all year. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're just going to go with the fact that like I wasn't on it. Like, come on. So yeah. I get an email from a producer who I really liked. One of the, you know, I got along very well with. Seriously, I think almost everybody there. I really mean that. Yeah, like all the you know PAs, APs, producers who have been there seriously from the beginning. Some of them, I pretty much was friendly with everyone. Some people didn't enjoy me. I think some people were also very allegiant to other people there, and so they you if that makes sense. So they kind of yeah, used yeah. that to be like not nice to me, which was like always like okay, well also fuck you, but whatever. In the meantime, so I get an email from a producer who I do like being like, hi, oh my God, how are you? Really sweet. She's like, listen, we're doing a reunion show in May live at a theater. I won't say which theater, but live at a theater. Would you want to be a part of it? And I thought, well, I kalu kale. Here it is. Acknowledgement that I was a host on The View, number 15, baby. And I wrote back. I said, hi, first of all, how are you? Very friendly email. I go, 100% would love to be a part of it. Thank you for including me in it. I appreciate it. This was like a month ago, I want to say. Yeah. And I've been operating under this idea that mid-May, and and by the way, like, well, that mid-May, I'm going back to New York. Uh, This whole situation, you know, I got to go back, blah, blah, blah. So then I hear nothing from them. And I'm like, I swear to God, because I've, I've already been like tricked by them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So many times. So yeah. it's like, I don't have a lot of trust in them. So I'm hoping like fingers crossed that they don't somehow, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say lie to me, but just like fuck me over again, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like waiting, waiting to get the travel details. I'm like, well, how much? I mean, it's a month away now. Like, are we going to book right. this shit or not? I got to know. Right. And I got an email this morning that they're not doing the reunion. Oh, come on. Which, by the way, obviously has nothing to do with me in particular. Like, clearly, I'm not a, a psychopath. Oh, because it's a COVID thing? Or? I don't know. I, you know what I think? I don't know. I think they didn't know what it was going to be. Um, oh. I think the idea initially, well, I will laugh if there is actually a reunion that I was just disinvited from, would be actually the best thing to happen to me. I will do a tour of yeah. all the late night shows. <laughs> yes. Please yeah, yeah, yeah. do a reunion yeah. and don't invite me. Please. <laughs> but I said, you know, I didn't, I just wrote back, I think I wrote back like, ha ha, okay. <laughs> like, what, you know, what am I going to 
to say. But what bothers me about it is that that actually means that they have not included me at all, except for that first credits thing where I was playing game with them. I was playing ball. I said, yes, like, and obviously this show could do more for me than I could do for the show. That goes without saying. I'm not sitting here like, well, I did a favor for them. Of course no. not. But what right. I'm saying is that if you want to acknowledge the history of the show, I was, by the way, still to this day, only the second Jewish co-host. Barbara Walters oh, yeah. was the first, the creator yeah, right. of the show. So now are we dealing with something maybe anti-Semitic? Because I felt a little bit of that too when I was on that show, if we're going to go there. So I'm asked. well, I'm asking you, I was treated yeah. like fucking shit. I don't now I'm really going off. God, Michelle, remember the book. Remember the book. (laughs) I wasn't treated well. I wasn't treated well there. I mean, uh, and by the way, Whoopi always treated me well. I was friendly with Raven, but I'll say like overall, no, I wasn't treated well. And it was, and again, you know, that's what it is. It is what it is. Um, But it was a great learning experience for me. I am grateful to have been a part of that show is the truth. And I think a lot of hosts would leave and go, yeah, it wasn't great. Like they, I, that's how they operate. That's why there are books written about that show because they go out of their way to psychologically torture the talent on that show. It's what they do. Yeah. Um, and now they're doing it again. And it's like, you're not even paying me now and you're going to do it again. Like, are we all children here? It's just, it bothers me. I really was, I hadn't said anything about this show for years. I mean, my goodness, I was on it in 2015. But it's like, you're going to have a big reunion. We'll ever, forgetting even on TV, you have a podcast. You can't call me in for a podcast. And by the way, I'm one of the funnier to funniest people you've had on that show. Let's be real. Yeah, you should have, you should have been on the podcast. Come on. Anyway, so rant completed. And I have to tell you, I do feel better. And I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> I yeah, do. But- yeah, that really sucks. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm glad. Do you feel like, okay, it's mm. the 25th uh, anniversary or whatever. Do you yeah. think that it's totally behind you and now you can like write the book clear-headedly and not oh, I would have feel like way. you're going to be on the hook? I just need to get Ritalin. The only reason why the book hasn't been written <laughs> is because I have undiagnosed ADHD. Oh, I will be 100% out there for the book. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are things that happen there that are just like, you know, and it it makes it almost worse because I was and probably still am a nobody. You know, it's not like they were taking like a like they just saying, you know what I mean by that? Like they had no reason to be nice to me there. I'm being honest with you. That's just true. I mean, I know they were also shitty to like Rosie. So the reason to be nice. Well, yeah, the reason to be nice to you is because it makes a great show. And then uh, viewers. Well, and you're in a good mood and you have fun. One would think that they would have realized that Dan Acton. But in the meantime, okay, that rant over. I do have another funny story. I feel so alive right now. I really that. I don't know. Honestly, thank the show for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually feel great. <laughs> anyway, that's it. I, and the Jewish thing is interesting to bring up, by the way, because I'll tell you something right now. If I was another race and they did that and I went and I said, how come I'm blank and they haven't called me back? There would be problems. There would be problems. Mm. Just saying. Interesting. Bringing yeah. it up. Anyway, um, in other news, oh, seething, seething. Can you imagine? I get an email tomorrow before the podcast comes out. 
uh, you know what? We figured out a way to make it yeah. work. <laughs> we want you to headline. <laughs> you pick up your like, uh, your hat and cane. You're, you're headlining the tap dance. Yeah, you're the Daffy in the, with yeah. Whoopi in the Bugs and Daffy routine. Get you're excited! The, you're the center of the five thousand foot long hot topics table that we've constructed. <laughs> you're. <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny. <laughs> See, if they had any, oh my God, if they had any sense of humor, they would make like a Jesus style yeah. Last Supper view to Hot Topics table <laughs> would be so funny. And then seasoned by like how, and then, you know, it'd be funny if they did it like, um, like the dinosaur timeline, you know, where like dinosaurs died and then like people were born where it's like, I would be on stage for just as long as the blip that I was on the season. So then once you got fired, you'd have to leave. Well, <laughs> you know what they should do since, uh, I mean, if it is a COVID concern or something, they could do like Hall of Presidents and have like, um, come on, <laughs> I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I saw him trying not to laugh. I watched it. I was waiting. I go, just, just break. <laughs> I would also be great at that. Um, wait, I have to tell you something funny. And Dan, by the way, uh, Dan and I, because I'm coming to New York, we are, oh, Dan, I have news for you. Ooh. Dan and I are going to see Funny Girl Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, we are not sitting together. Oh. Dan, my friend Ben is also going to come, also not sitting with me. Oh, fun. <laughs> I know. So he's the three of us are triangulating the funny girl um, oh, orchestra funny. section. But I'm excited for you to meet him because you guys are going to love each other. But uh, Dan and I were thinking maybe it would be funny if in the intermission um, we went outside by the stage door and met the fans. <laughs> Like, think about it. And I want people who, like, don't live in New York, or who, like the tourists, to think that we're in it. See what I mean? If we wait outside <laughs> okay, the yeah. stage door for Funny Girl, <laughs> signing autographs for people, tourists are going to get excited to meet us because they're going to think, well, clearly these people. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. In it. <laughs> yeah. So do you think we should do, um, I, I think it'd be funny if you guys want to do a meetup for, we'll have about 10 to 15. Is there an intermission before I go there? Wouldn't that be funny if it's a one act? I, I assume so. Well, there's one in the film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One intermission. Okay, great. So it's two and a half hours long. So figure, what time does the show start? Like 730, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, 730 or 8. I'm actually not sure. We're going to, we're Dan's going to find out the time right now. I think it'd be funny if people want to wait by the stage door at intermission. So figure, what, 45 minutes into the show, an hour into it? Yeah. I was thinking I'd also buy snacks to hand out because the show is called Midnight Snack. So figure at around like nine o'clock. August Wilson It's not illegal to stand outside the stage door for Funny Girl at all in the intermission. Nope. It is at the, uh, which theater is it at, Danny? Famously at the August Wilson Theater. So the stage door, 9 p.m. Thursday night, Dan Acton and myself will be there. This might be one of the stupidest ideas ever. It is two hours and 40 minutes with one intermission. So, so. I think around nine would be right because then they'll have like an hour left. Eh, 9, 9, 15. Anyway, we may not go outside. Maybe we shouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it seems annoying now because think about it. Then we're going to do it. What if like a lot of people come? How are we going to do that? Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, but then we're going to be like, show starting, bye. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that is kind of funny. Leave actually. them wanting more. All right. Well, come meet us by the intermission stage, <laughs> by the stage door during the intermission of the August Wilson Theater. I saw an amazing show um, Saturday night in London. Ooh, fun. With what my friend who's one of the most brilliant comedians I know, uh, Roisin Connedy, who I'm hoping does our show 
sometime soon. Um, we saw, she texted me to be like, would you want to see Cabaret tonight? And the tickets are basically $350 each. And I said, I'm in London for like four more nights. Let's do it. You know what I mean? I, I figured, sure. So yeah. she gets the tickets. And when we get there, she was like, I thought Eddie Redmond was still in it. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, even I knew that. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> she was like, oh, I never would have paid this amount of money for non-Eddie Redmayne cabaret. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's too late. And now we're in it. <laughs> so we get to the theater and they told us to get there at 6.15. The show starts at 7.30, which is obviously psycho. Yeah. We get there. We had a little table. We had good seats. So we had a little table in front of us with like a lamp, you know, and two little seats. We sit down and these waiters start coming out, bringing everybody dinner but us. And I was like, huh. hold on. <laughs> and I stopped <laughs> the, the waiter at one point and I go, and by the way, the food looked so bad. It was like came in like a, what do they call them? A tiffin? What are those like metal uh, oh, yeah. that you stack the layers? Like the lunchbox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they were bringing those out and I was like, Roisin, like we paid so, how are we not getting one of these like $4 fucking tiffins? Like this is, this is right. terrible. So I stopped the waiter and I go, I'm so sorry. Like, are we getting a tiffin or... And he goes, um, no, darling, sorry. Like, mm, you, your table doesn't get dinner. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> so we asked our neighbors, who, who were two guys who were really nice. They were very chatty, though. And we, I said to them, well, how much, you know, did you pay for your ticket with dinner? And they were like, oh, you know, 160 pounds. I was like, what? Did we pay oh, no. like 200 or something? I'm like, this is such bullshit. So we had to sit there and watch everybody eat. And I'm like, why did they make us get here so early? We could we right. hadn't had dinner. So I was like, we could have gone somewhere. Oh, no. I know. So anyway, we're but I went outside because um, they had a bar, a very fun bar. Like, you know, it's very uh, burlesque. So they have like a, someone yeah. playing a fucking accordion. I don't know. And I go. To, it was so loud. Also, the music was like, ha, 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 like in your ear blasting. <laughs> so I go to the bartender, this like tiny little girl. She's maybe 11 years old. And I got a vodka soda and then I ordered uh, a Toblerone classic and they only had Toblerone brownies or fruit gummies. So I got fruit gummies and Toblerone, whatever. And I said to her, tell me when you go home, uh, like, does this music stay with you? Like, it must drive you nuts because she has to listen. Literally, they're standing (laughs) over her. And she went, when I go home, this is the music that fuels my nightmares. That was really funny. So we loved her. <laughs> anyway, I took my stuff, go back inside. So Roisin's having the Tobies. I'm having some fruit gummies. Show starts and I decide I'm going to go for a little triangle of a Toblerone. Now, if we know Toblerones, you know that it is a very milky, creamy, delicious chocolate that you can eat it one of two ways. You can just go right in and chew it or let it simmer a little bit in the mouth. And then you're left with, I use this term mm. this weekend, bits and bobs. And I go bits and bobs. And my friends are like, okay, you're like too British. You actually have to go. And I don't even <laughs> know where that came from. But I said bits and bobs. Anyway, so I took delicately, broke off a triangle, slid yeah. it in my mouth. I was excited. I was going <laughs> to suck on it. I decided and let it just, you know, coat the inside right. of my mouth. So I have it in there. And I'm trying to eat it like really quietly because, you know, it's like the show's happening, obviously. Yeah. And I think that I got it's almost like one of those things when you think too hard about something, you make a mistake. So I was yeah. like thinking so hard about like just eating it normally that I started choking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that has happened to me. Like in the th- it's always in the theater because I'm like, oh, let me eat this as silently <laughs> as possible. And then it goes down the wrong Yes. Tube. That's exactly. <laughs> 
exactly what happened. So now I'm trying like not to call, but I have tears streaming down my face because it's like, I'm, I mean, I can't breathe. I'm like, I'm going to choke. <laughs> so I'm like trying to hold it. And I really had to like, I was holding it in the whole first act. It, I was not normal. Like I had to wait till intermission uh. to like really like recalibrate. <laughs> but anyway, and I, I hope and if she comes back or if she comes on the podcast, um, we'll definitely retell this story, but she'll tell it 500 times funnier than me because she's the funniest. At one point, I hear like music. There's a, a scene that happens at a train station and uh, there's I hear like distant classical music. And I'm thinking, huh? Maybe it was like a choice by the director, like that maybe right. it's coming through yeah. a speaker because it sounded like almost <laughs> in line, you know, with whatever's going on. It's coming from your purse. Your phone is like... <laughs> not mine. So the show keeps going on and I keep hearing music and I'm like, oh, no. clearly somebody has their their phone is playing music, but they don't know it. And, I'm, and it's like, yeah. you, what am I going to do? You can't say anything, but it's annoying because I can clearly hear it. And then at one point, like some share song comes on, like something so loud, like, and I realize it's coming from Roisin's purse, which is like on our no. little table. Yes. Oh no. So, and oh, what no. I didn't realize about her, and I guess this is like you know how you become friends with someone, you learn facts about them. She's deaf in her right ear, so she like uh, couldn't hear it. And meanwhile, it's oh, no. so I turn and I go, I think your phone is playing music, like so quiet. And she's like, what? And I'm like, well, wait till there's like a song, you know, before you touch it like wait till there's like other music but she like didn't hear it because she's deaf in that ear she takes her phone and the second she touched her bag it was blaring i don't know what happened no. yes oh my god <laughs> i thought the two of us were gonna die so and she had this like beautiful mulberry bag with like a big latch on it so she's like trying to undo the latch it's like bitch black share is blaring out of her bag it was just <laughs> absolutely awful and she poor thing and you know she's like the most polite lovely this is not like her. You know what I mean? Other than yeah, her yeah, being yeah. unbelievably funny, that's the only thing that would cause this to happen. <laughs> like, she's so polite. Like, she's not like that. And so she... But it it took, like, a good, I want to say, five seconds. It was a, a very long time to have this music playing so loud. And she grabbed it. It was, I mean, a nightmare. And then she turned the volume down right away and it was gone but then she was so tense for the rest of the show because she was convinced <laughs> that like if she moved her back like she couldn't turn her phone off so every time I turned to her she was poor thing was like so tense she was just holding her bag like it was a mine like a mine yeah. that she found on the ground and she yeah. her face was just horrified the entire I was like <laughs> I felt so bad I was like Rogine just shh. like it's okay like it's not gonna go off again you know but um it definitely stressed us out yeah and so I choked her thing went off and that was it and they didn't throw us out of the theater and I have to say <laughs> I gotta tell you if you come to London we, the girl who played our Sally Bowles was so legitimately one of the most unbelievable performers I've ever seen in my life. I was um, telling friends on Sunday about the night and I had chills like all over my body just thinking about the depth that she brought to the performance and her even her movement. I can't explain it. It was just like next level genius i actually thought like this and she, it turns out she was the understudy can you imagine oh you're kidding i wow. swear i'm gonna tell you her name in a second her name is um emily benjamin and a tiny little thing um a great voice not a super broadway voice like super strong but not very vibrato-y which i kind of like because she hit the notes but it was just like straight to the point you know none of the right, lydia right. michelliness of it all 
Yeah. <laughs> the whole show, it was worth every penny, and I kind of wish I would have seen it again. It just was beyond. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So Funny Girl has a lot to live up to. No, yeah. What is it about the brain where when you're trying to eat slowly, it like you forget how to eat is I think what happens. Yeah, exactly. It's just like you forget to salivate or. Yes. No, I over salivated. I don't know. You over salivated. <laughs> I, I was like too much saliva because I was like rolling it around and that's how I choked. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Well, especially if you're like, I'm just going to let it dissolve on its own yes. like that takes like 45 minutes so it's like, it was a huge just... huge mistake i'll never i'll never forgive myself for it <laughs> what was the share song do you remember well here's the truth like it, I, it sounded like believe but it was some other artist but it was like um almost like the romanian now that's what i call music version of shares believe like it wasn't it <laughs> but it was like almost dead Maybe she's thrifty, <laughs> like share, yes. like but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just get the hmm. what would, <laughs> knock off. I was going to say, what would like fake share's name be? Like mm, split, you know, <laughs> <laughs> split it. Um, anyway, I had an amazing final weekend in town. I'm very sorry to leave. It's one of my favorite places. Um, saw a bunch of people. I just had a good time. You know, it was nice. Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm excited to see you back in uh, the city. I know. And by the way, are we still on for brunchy on Sunday? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Why? What yes. else is happening now? I, I can't remember. If you cancel uh, with me, yeah. I want you to cancel with me on the podcast only. So this is it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I can't make it. <laughs> I die. <laughs> I would actually faint. No, let's do it. No, let's do it. I mean, I'm, I'm pen. I'm, I'm writing it in with uh, pen. Pen and ink. <laughs> Let's try. I feel like I just had a, I, I don't know what just happened. The two of us, our brains just shut down. Okay. Yeah, Pen and ink it. Dan and I, brunch yeah. on Sunday. I just cannot wait. And I'll see you. So listen, fans, are we really doing this? I think it's funny. I mean, let's do it. If you want to meet Dan and I, it has to be. I think it'll take us five minutes to get through the crowds to the, to the I outside. Agree. Yeah. And then we'll be there for five two minutes because maybe somebody will have to. Five to eight minutes. (laughs) Five to eight minutes. Someone, right. Someone's going to have to pee. That's right. Shit. Yeah. How are we going to do it? So it's going to literally. Should we hold it in the ladies' room? Huh. That's interesting. Should we force people who want to meet us to buy tickets to the show and then we just meet them at the bar? (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) No. We, I think that we should meet them in intermission and uh, maybe we meet them outside of the theater, not at the stage door. Because I think it's going to be complicated to get to the stage door. It's usually not right next door. We will meet you outside of the August Wilson Theater. This is going to be Thursday night. The show starts at 8. Get there at 9. We might be out by 9.15. Bring a snack. And we'll take, maybe we'll do a group picture like Ellen, like the biggest selfie in the world. We'll just get everyone (laughs) together for a selfie. So I don't think it's worth it. By the way, if nobody shows up, that would be the funniest. I swear to God, if Dan and I walk outside. That would be ideal. It would be actually the perfect scenario. I hope no one comes. (laughs) Maybe we should do the view reunion during the intermission Thursday. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me text Star. Wait a second. I'll be right back. I got to send a text. You should like live like uh, Instagram it or something like walking out. Here they are. Like where is everybody? 100 percent that is so funny wait okay we're gonna figure something out but if you want to meet us thursday night's the night and that's tonight because the show is out thursday so tonight um yes. come meet us now on that note dan acton i just cannot wait to see you and just sing with you it's gonna be fun oh my god it's yeah. gonna be so much fun um 
And guys, we have one of my favorite people. He's so lovely. Chris Murphy. He's a writer for Vanity Fair. He's a comedian. Um, he, he's great. You're going to love him so much. We talk housewives, all kinds of stuff. And I, he's here now. So let's go to him. today is, uh, by the way, this has been months in the making. I feel like the last time I saw you, which was at Kat Cohen's birthday party, yes. I invited you to on the podcast and then it's been in my mind mm-hmm. since and today's the day. I got bumped for Paul only- Rudd. I think I got bumped for Paul Rudd. I think that's what happened. You know what? That's literally impossible because Paul Rudd has never done the show. <laughs> oh, that's, so- what I told, that's what I told myself. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, okay. I believe Al Pacino was on that day. Let's just go like big, right? Um, <laughs> My guest today, Chris Murphy, who I will call Chrissy like 10 times because I just love him so much. He's from beautiful South Orange, New Jersey. Mm. I feel like you're in a dating show right now. <laughs> he is a journalist for Vanity Fair. I mean, you write for a bunch of places. You're freelance technically or are you Vanity Fair no, solely? I'm, a, I'm now a staff writer, staff writer at Vanity Fair. Ooh. Used to do. Okay. You know, used to be out there in the streets just sort of selling my wares to whoever would take the articles. <laughs> He would have his um his <laughs> stories in a coat, like in the <laughs> just like flashing them to everyone. Exactly, like a lot of you know clocks, like a lot of those watches, <laughs> just, yeah. like a big trench coat. I love it. He so you write for Vanity Fair, which I want to talk about. You're the Hollywood staff writer for about a year. So congratulations, happy anniversary! Thank you. Um, and I just found out right before we started this that you're going to be with our friend Kat Cohen in L.A. as part of the Netflix as a Joke Festival. Yes. Yeah, I'm actually so excited. That'll be so fun. Yeah. Kat's doing these series of shows, Kat Cohen and Fabulous Friends, as part of like the Netflix as a Joke, the big comedy festival, like the biggest comedy festival in the world. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know much about Are comedy Are you saying festivals. this? Are you rubbing it in because I'm not performing there? <laughs> yes, I'm, actually doing, sort of, I'm just curious. Are I'm you, por- I, by the way, and I think I'm friends with Kat. I'm like, yeah. okay, she didn't invite me out to LA to do this festival. Okay. I'm a little hurt. Now there's beef. Now we have officially have beef. There's yeah. beef on the pod. Should I text her? Should I text her? <laughs> text Let me certify with her. Text her right now. Um, yeah, I'm just <laughs> pouring salt in that wound. Um, but yeah, it's like Kat and friends, and I think I'm one of the openers, and it'll be a fun little LA weekend. I'm doing like one of the shows and got to, you know, dust off the stand-up material you know and you know oh get God. back on stage which i famously love to consider myself a multi-hyphenate even though i don't do anything that well but <laughs> I, what are the other hyphens um you're a writer writer performer i actor actor singer okay. singer dancer mover shaker i guess would be are you a singer and a dancer genuinely okay i i used to do like musical theater before i was like a writer and like did stand up i was like a theater i was like a downtown theater actor did like off-broadway oh. shows i was in naked boys singing off-broadway for a year wow. where i sang naked on stage with five other gay guys for bachelorette parties across the globe who <laughs> would fly oh into God. new york um it was pretty wild but yeah no i like you know i you know i got You've got to say, well, you know, I got a little voice. It's not. It's I'm not funny. a vocalist. I feel like you're- you're poking into all of my most um, sensitive topics, whether you know it or not, because it's like first you're doing stand up. I, I haven't done stand up seriously in months, if not. That's crazy. I, I think actually funny enough, the last time I really did stand up, stand up was at Club Coming um, as part of uh, Cat's show. But it was like a live stream show. OK, that's this amazing. had to be a year and a half ago. And it for me, it sucked because <laughs> I am. No, I and you know, what's funny is that she was like, oh, no, 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 it was funny. You know, and afterward, you're like, I was bad, like Pat on SNL you're like yeah. I suck yes that- but for me if there's not laughter if I like those live stream shows for me were just deadly 
If I don't have people looking at me, if I can't work the crowd and feel, I mean, it's our mania, right? Like yeah. if there are not people <laughs> ha, 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 like laughing at me, then I'm just like, why am I up here? It's why am I up there horrible. spilling my guts, telling the most embarrassing stories about myself, yes. being open. Yeah. No, I mean, I was into the whole Zoom comedy thing during the pandemic. Ooh. Do you remember that era? Do we, I don't even know if we yeah. want to talk about that. It was some of the I most shunned ex- that era. <laughs> I shunned it. As you I'm should. Serious. As you should. Because it was some of the most excruciating, most difficult experiences of my life. You know, talking about my traumatic moments in a funny way and just getting like Zoom high fives. Like no sound, no response. Just like yes. dead, dead air. Dead air. It's Wait, wasn't there a part where people, I feel like I may have, this was actually, God, talk about things I've blocked. <laughs> I think I may have done a Zoom comedy show or something where... I think it was for charity, mm. but I may have, I may have been the charity. And like, I, now that I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, it was the make a Mish foundation, I call it. And we had to, everyone had to close their mics, obviously, yeah. because the speaker, the comedian, us, has we to be doing heard. Thing, yeah. Has to be heard. And I think people, when they thought something was funny, held up a piece of paper that just said like, ha ha ha. <laughs> I'm literally, I like a chill went down my spine. Like I actually, like I've, I've never felt so bad. <laughs> so- it's awful. I feel like I just grew a Fu Manchu mustache. I'm like, wait, I. it's horrendous. That's horrendous. But that's like sort of like what we all, everybody, you know, had to dabble in that for a cool 18 months, a cool 18 months. It's- that was the medium. And that's what we were, that's what we were doing. And I, you know. I think it broke me. I think. I, Did it break, it broke you or oh, no? A thousand, a thousand percent. Mm. I'm not the same person that I was before. Before I was doing naked singing off Broadway. Now I'm, you know, it's that from that to Zoom comedy, <laughs> to ha, it's ha, just ha, 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 is <laughs> or like the car. I never did like these drive-through shows, but I had yeah. a lot of respect for people who were getting honked at on stage. I mean, I like hate this is cars. a real thing we live. That's a real thing. It's, a, it's like if, to talk about it now, it almost feels too soon, but it also feels like a million lifetimes ago. You know, it's like one of those yes. things where it's like it's too soon, but it's also like I don't. I, I can't recognize the person that I was, the, the choices that I was making in that space and time, if that makes any sense. It does. It, it feels to me, if I'm just going to go through, like, you know how they say, like, oh, dinosaurs died. And then, like, one blip later, like, Thatcher was prime minister. I feel like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like, the next dash is, like, Boris Johnson. Yes. In this scenario, for me, it was, like, the Zoom comedy dash and then the slap at the Oscars. <laughs> like, there was, that was the, like, the in-between time for me didn't happen. It, it didn't happen. We were just one, we no. blinked, and then, and then there we were. And there we were. Just absolutely. Shocked. Oh, my God. I got in trouble for that. Because I was like, I wrote an article, I wrote a like a, a bloggy essay about it for Vanity Fair. And I was like, obvious, obviously, we don't hit people. Obviously, we don't hit people. It's bad to hit people. But that was kind yeah. of exciting. It was kind of an exciting moment on television. You know, and that's and you're not were, wrong. You got in not, trouble? Uh, not by not from the company, but just a lot of like angry trolls were like, yeah. you are you're promoting violence. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I see what you're saying. But Live TV. I I grew up in the reality TV era. I've seen people get slapped every day of my life on Real Housewives since I was 10. You know, it's like that's just something that I, you know, I I'm a reality TV kid, so I can't. You know, for me, it was funny because I fell asleep. I mean, I've I've (laughs) talked about this before, but well, no, because I'm in England. So it's five hours. Yeah, makes so much. So it was really late. So I was watching it and around uh, three thirty, let's say in the morning, Mm. my eyelids, you know, I always call them like Elmo's heavy lids because, (laughs) you know, like on the Muppets when he's tired and it's just those purple felt lids. And they just sort of droop down. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Yes. So I had Elmo's heavy lids and um. What I was telling people is that the second Billie Eilish got on stage, my 
it was for, it was like the calm app uploading in my central nervous system and I'm like I'm done well she it's over she has the quietest voice in America she literally has these softest quietest voice I honestly wish that I like I would love to hear Billie Eilish sing but I can't like the decibel level she doesn't get loud enough for me to hear her sing (laughs) also I just realized is her name genuinely an anagram for lullaby like as we're talking about it I'm like wait a second you rearrange it's literally yeah you rearrange the letters lullaby Lee Eilish it's Billie Eilish (laughs) and then we're Nora Jones is like loud in comparison. Belting. Nora Jones is blast belting. She's Alphaba. She's literally <laughs> wicked. She's literally singing to find gravity. And Billie Eilish is a whisper singing these gorgeous songs. And I'm like, I wish I could hear you. So I so understand you like conking out when she got up and on stage. I, and I'm grateful. And I'm grateful. And I'll tell you why. Because, and again, apologies to the listener if I've said this before. It's been a long couple weeks. Mm. But had I stayed up for the slap... I would not have ever gone to sleep again. <laughs> I think if I if I would have seen that live and it would have happened my time at around four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. or four fifteen, my eyes I would have been like truly um, why you know, at Florent in my twenties blowing lines in the bathroom. And you know what I mean by that? Not that yeah. I did that. It was absolutely no. It was a jolt of cocaine to the system. A hundred percent. Wow. Wired. Absolutely wired. And I was like, were you up all night? I was up all night and I had to like write. Yeah. Okay. So ha- a lot of people from Vanity Fair got to go to our fancy Oscar party, but some of us yeah. stayed in New York and had to sort of write about the <laughs> ceremony. Um, I don't know who they decide, how they decide who gets to go where. I'm just saying next year would love to go to the fucking party. Um, but I was on <laughs> duty like, and I had to like yeah. write about things that happened as they happened at the Oscars. So like, I wrote about like Regina Hall and like Amy Schumer's opening you know, and Wanda Sykes. They were like funny opening bit. And then it was like, Will Smith gets slapped and the world stops. And I have to write like six articles in like 20 seconds that were all due like five minutes before because like we needed content. It was like the most, honestly, one of the most hectic like moments of my wow. life. And I've lived actually kind of an interesting life. <laughs> and it didn't even happen well, to you me. Were n- you were nude singing to bachelorette parties. Exactly. Which the closest thing I can compare for my life is like maybe doing Countess Luann show for me is like akin to that. Oh my God. Well, you know that I did stand up on Roni for Countess Luann. I auditioned for Countess Luann. Oh my God. Luan. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> so Wait, I've actually, Chris, I've been talk there. Talk to us. I've been there. Oh my God. I know How what that's that happen? like. How did that happen? I guess like her old like music director, this guy, Ben Rimmelauer, like I know oh, him from- Ben like, is a friend. Oh, Ben, you know Ben. Yeah, I know. So course, I know Ben yeah. sort of from like the theater musical world and he like dm'd me and he was like do you want to come audition you can't see me listeners but i'm doing air quotes do you want to audition (laughs) to be a part of luann's cabaret lots of air quotes there um and i was like yeah sure fine because she was like looking for stand-up comics so and this is like only like new york people might get this but it was again an amazing experience but one of the bleakest times to do stand-up comedy at noon in hell's kitchen for Sonia and Luann in an empty yeah. room. It it was really it was hard. It was really it was really tough. Um, and I will say, Luann, she was Sonia really liked me. She was she was like, "You're adorable. You have great skin. You like you're oh. really funny." I was like, "Sonia, we're I'm a Sonia. My was she sober? Well, I I, I can't I can't Come speak on. to that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know I know exactly what she mean, and I'm saying yeah. I I don't know. And I Fair. I I have to say it's like I my Roni star sign is like I'm a Sonia Sun, a Bethany Moon, and a Tinsley rising like that's who i am wow. in Roni, i would say for sure so i knew that okay, sonia would like that. me but luann like luann like she was definitely present but also like every single thing that i said or every joke like there'd be like a five second time delay and then she'd just go ha, 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 ha. 
and that was her life. And that was it. And I was like, great. That was in between her fee fi fo fums. She would throw down a. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so definitely did not go on tour with her, but I did. One of my jokes did make the actual show. So that was. Oh, good. So that was my little, my five seconds of Roni fame. Well, I'll say this. I've never we have we live uh, differing lives because I've never been on Housewives, which for me is actually that's no, kinda, it's actually a good thing. That's kind of crazy to me. me. That's kind of crazy to me that you haven't been. I've been on I've been to those events. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on Top Chef once with uh, my friend Ben Mandelker. <laughs> we went down to Santa Ana where the winds are born. Oh, my God. That is where and the winds are was, from. That's right. And we went to some like fast food Top Chef challenge where we had to drive through. I mean, it was a whole day's worth of work. I had the thickest bangs. I truly look like Janice from the Muppets, like not to bring the Muppets back into it, but just I was I don't know what the look was. And the food was not good. That that is the thing about Top Chef that I think people should know. The food sucked. Wait, okay, that's the that's like the whole point of the enterprise is that the food is supposed to be good and it looks good on TV. It looks like it might be good. Exactly. It looks good. That all that matters is that visually it looks good. Everything I think also just logistically the food was all cold. It wasn't great. Wow. But I've never the housewives. I've been to events. I've pretty much met. That's tea. I'm gonna write about that. I'm gonna write an article about that. The food on Top Chef is bad. Get, get I mean, listen. I've not never been in like the kitchen with Padma, <laughs> who you know I just adore. I love Padma um, too. We love Padma. Oh. Uh, there's what's not to let, Padma for me you know when it's like who would you wish you look like in life it'd be Padma oh like, my god first on, before and we're, anyone we're birthday twins I did a like a vulture con- yeah we have the same birthday September 1st she's a Virgo <gasps> we love that uh, and she honestly reads as like a Virgo on TV and I like that we don't get a lot of representation I feel is that true what it, remind me the Virgo is um, very anal good at forms anal good at yeah, type A analytical yeah, yeah. sort of like annoying like annoying is like I would that's what I would say I could see that I'm a Chris. type no, can B. you imagine <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm like literally, I kill myself on on the live on this audio. Oh no, uh, no. But it's it's it is very like anal retentive, like a Joanne in Rent. She's definitely a Virgo. That's what I would. That's say. That's really hilarious. I'm a Cancer, which means I mm. I will not fill out a form, even if it means there's a huge financial life, check on the other end of it for me. It's like life or death, and you won't. Do literally, it. like my agent's assistants deserve twenty percent of my check <laughs> because they have to email me about the same form fifty times, and like. Honestly, I don't want to get into it, actually, because it's almost too revealing <laughs> about me as a woman. Like, triggering. it's awful. Yeah. Wow. It really is. I just can't do it. I, I I don't enjoy it. I'm like, can you just do that? Like, I'm, And I realize now as an adult that it probably is a, a genuine sign of adult ADHD. Oh, that's actually fair. I definitely have it. Um, I want to ask you a question. Do you really think Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia? Well, that's an actually an incredible question. One, I think you could be the face of adult ADHD. So like you should like a campaign. You could definitely, that could be you. That's something that... By the way, me on Ritalin, so hot. <laughs> Amazing. That's it. You're, you're Just reps, like skinny and hot. They should be making connections with you in that space. I think that's a really good <laughs> idea. Um, and Jada, oh. I, I believe, so I'm going to go believe women. I I I believe mm-hmm. her. I'm going to I'm going to say I believe her. I honestly think it's sort of beside the point of the issue, but I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to I don't I don't know what I, she I has think it's to involved. gain. I don't know what she has to gain by not telling the truth there, you know? Listen, I'm not going to name names. No. Ooh, okay, but, but okay. you and I and I won't because my career can't afford it. Um, my career literally cannot afford any mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> not a one, not even a slip up. Not not one, one slip up. Mistake. <laughs> But there are just people we know, friends, forget celebrities, just people in your life Mm -hmm. who sometimes will 
sweeten the truth or will kind of, you know, make something up in order to garner sympathy and attention. It's almost like a Yolanda Foster syndrome a little bit. Absolutely. That's a great callback. That's a great, a great callback. Again, something something was wrong. So this is what I would say. Something was wrong. Something is clearly going on, but it might not be Mm. exactly what they're saying is wrong. That's what I'd like to believe. And that's the new, and that's, I think the world actually desperately needs more nuance. I think it, you know what? I think it can be more complicated. I think the world needs more nuance and I think it could be this is a situation that might fall in the middle, let's just say. Can I say something? Can yeah. I say something? Please. I think you should be the face of nuance. Ah! Oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's it. That's actually that's a brilliant idea. Wait, I'm so I'm honored. I'm touched. That's all that like I want to do. Your reps, your reps need to get you to become the face, the of, face nuance. of nuance, the face of nuance. We are living campaign. in the dumbest timeline. Chris Murphy, who, by the way, let me tell people to follow you online because <laughs> that was cruel of me not to. <laughs> Chris Triss. Chris T R E S S on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Mistress, mistress, or distress, or you know. I love that. I love that. Um, Nuance, croissants, celebrate. I edit that out. That wasn't funny. (laughs) Now listen, (laughs) that was terrible. I liked it. But you're absolutely right. There is. I will say this. I have text messages with friends. I'm liberal. Mm. My friends are liberal. I surround myself with very open-minded people <laughs> who I think stand for mostly the good in life mm-hmm. and the right thing to do. And we privately text each other <laughs> literally every single day about the mania that is taking over every single brain, but especially in America. It's, I've been away from America for six yeah, months. I was like, is it worse? I don't feel... It's worse no, where, it it's worse where I you. am. It's worse exactly yes. where I am. Okay, that's great to know. Because I like, I don't feel like Londoners. I don't feel like they care as much. I feel like it's like they're they're living their lives. It's like they're not as I don't like you know dumb as we are. They're not frankly. as angry. No, mm. well, you know what? I'm going to disagree. I do think there's a lot of stupidity here, and I say that as someone mm. who was here during the height of Corona pre-vaccine, okay. and I saw like World War II veterans walking into Sainsbury's without a mask on, and I realized that now, yeah, that's you bad. know things are still fucked up and whatever. So I think they're they can also be dumb. They're also much drunker than we are. So it's possible uh. that they're much. So their brains have maybe been smoothed by. Beer and beer gin. And alcohol. Their their senses are sort of like they're they're lower. They're sort of they're number to you know to the yes. world because of alcohol. But, but you agree with me that there's <clears throat> like a there are worms. What's that? He's choking. By the way, people, I need him to clear his throat. What happened? I, I had a sip of coffee and it went down the wrong throat. Oh, I'm no. wrong tube. And I'm sorry. I'm talking. I'm talking about how dumb Americans are, and I can't even take a sip of coffee <laughs> without choking. Like, I guess perfect you know, example. Pot can't even the, sip correctly. Can't even sip correctly. Pot calling the kettle black. That's really that was actually okay. That's a sobering moment for me. But yeah, no, I definitely think. Um, I you know I studied abroad in London for a summer. You know, Ooh, you hello. know, the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. Thank you very Wait, much. Really, Lambda? Yes, I was a I was a Lambda kid. Um, it Tell was really me fun. I mean, it was gorgeous. I lived in like a little flat in like Hammersmith, and like <gasps> you know, like met all these gorgeous British men who were had all these hilarious accents, and you know, went to Italy for fun. You know, it was just like one of those like it was a very like girls. You know, it was just very like I was like the main character of my life for like one. season and it was gorgeous but i will say yeah the alcohol consumption there it's it's different it's it's different and it's a little bit more just like there's a dull like it's like a the hum of just being constantly drunk i feel is a little bit more i feel like in new york people like they party and then they crash whereas like in london it's just like this underlying thing of like oh yeah let's get like 
three beers on a Sunday and then do all of our normal responsibilities. You know, it's just like a little different. hundred percent. And I'll say one thing, though. I think that the reason why New Yorkers especially, and I can only really speak to it, are like that is because we're also so obsessed with working because of how expensive it is. So you can't actually work as much as New Yorkers work with being that drunk. Here, even <laughs> bankers... I'm just being serious. No, like, that's real. It, that's actually really astute. That's a really smart. That's a really it's that's a very astute. They're just we we place unbearable pressure on ourselves. Maybe not me, but most people. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> to to work. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, it's I think that's almost equally as unhealthy because it's just people are fr- everyone I know in New York is so fried oh. and poor. Poor. No one has money and no one's happy. That's actually honestly quite true. I mean, not to quote Kim Kardashian, nobody wants to work anymore. Kim, you don't go. You're not in New York. You're in L.A. That's very different. So maybe nobody yeah. in L.A. wants to work anymore. But in New York, we're all fucking working our asses off every second of the day yeah. for like pennies for my for studio apartments where their closet is like a sliver like it's real it's crazy it's just it's crazy that was that was a really out of pocket thing for her to say and i'm not i'm not over it nobody wants to work anymore you know what kim i've i've defended you kim i don't i didn't i didn't, I didn't like that i didn't like that at all i don't even i think she thought she sounded smart i think she thought i'm a lawyer <laughs> you know, remember when Tracy Morgan used to be like, do what was it, Star Jones? Like, I'm a lawyer. Yes, remember when you did that? Yes, yes, yes. That's Kim now. That Kim is, is a lawyer Kim. now. She um three times to pass like, the bar. Three times. Just to her. Did she pass the bar? I don't know if she does. She took it at least three times, and I think she failed each time. I think she took the baby bar, though. It's not the real bar. She uh, didn't take the Shane on OC Housewives bar. She oh my took God. Like, the fake shitty bar. Shane, who only passed uh-huh. because they lowered the requirement for what it takes to pass the bar. We have Is to that also. True? Yes, we have to say that every time. <laughs> he ultimately passed because they were like, you actually can score way less well because <laughs> and still pass. So that's, and that's Shane for you. Um, that's hysterical. But you're totally Shane right. Confuses me. Oh, yeah, go on. No, you're right. And it's a part of, it's honestly not to like harken back to what we were saying about nuance. That's a, that's a very unnuanced take from Miss Lawyer Kim Kardashian. And nobody wants to work anymore. She thought she was sounding like a go getter, like a you know, like a you know, uh, like I like basically she's saying I work. It was like almost her way of being like I work so hard. No one and listen, I'm sure she works hard. Yeah. I'm sure her people work hard for her. Oh, her agents, assistants, they deserve twenty percent. I'm sure. Oh, I'm does sure. she fill out a single fucking form? Who is filling out Kim Kardashian's <laughs> forms? There is no way this girl has filled out a W-9. I don't even think she signs the shit. There's no way. Why do I have to do it? Fifth, not away. She's digmatized by Pete Davidson, who, you know, we had a whole episode about how goofy the dog has a big dog dick. And oh that God. is Pete to me. <laughs> that is literally, that is, like, that is Pete Davidson. It's him. Like, ugly face, overalls, you got it. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> God, she's, she's, listen. And you know the and- amount of appearances she has to make, the physicality, having to look like that at all times is work. I mean, yeah. that it's fun in the sense, you know, and she has people helping her, but it, it is an exhausting job to be that famous. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it's like yeah. it's not that she's, you know, sitting around twiddling her thumbs, but I get you know, but also like and I and guess what? I'm not I'm not in the coal mines and she's not in the coal mines. OK, you know, it's there are different types yeah. of work. Labor. Labor is very hot right now. Amazon unionizing Condé Nast I unionizing. Know. Right. Labor. Really? Big. Yes. We're, Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks unionizing. We're all about, you yeah. know, we were, we're talking about work. And so for her to say something that was so um, uh, tone deaf or just out sort of, of touch. just just like out of t- out of touch. Exactly. Where I'm like, oh, you should have you should have ran that through with one of your six thousand assistants or PR right. people and just seeing how it would have played better with, you know, the actual, you know, those of us who are running around, you know, and 
actually working, I'll say. Um, Singing on stage nude. Nude, which is like, which is work, which is work. And we don't talk about that enough. It's so crazy. It was before OnlyFans. I'm like, if I was doing that for like $15 a show. <laughs> you weren't really. No, I, was, I mean, it was like, it, we were making like below minimum wage. It was like a crazy, it was so crazy how wow. little money we were making. I was like, I should what just What were you like, singing? Like original songs written by like Stephen mm. Schwartz when he was like 20. It was like, it was, it was bleak. It was bleak vibes. I can admit it. It was fun, but it was like bleak. It was like. It Can was, I ask another question? Oh, of course. Were you really naked? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It was like a hundred. Yeah, like That's the whole so show. Interesting. There was one song where it, one song. Okay, I do remember. I had one of my solos was called "The Bliss of a Briss." So I sang about getting That's a funny. briss and it, funny, funny <laughs> pun, funny. And I had to wear like like a bib. I was naked. I had to wear like a bib and I had a pacifier and a yarmulke. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I actually yeah. take it all back. As a Jew, you know I'm a, I'm an undercover Collins Jew. That's my CBS show, Undercover I, Jew. I know you're an undercover Jew, so I thought that you, you, yes. that would really hit home for you. So you just imagine that my black they little butt that show running around yeah. in a yarmulke. I'm. So- <laughs> I am, um, you know, the yarmulke doesn't bother me. It's the diapers and the pacifier. Yeah. Anything to do with dressing adult men up as babies to me is. Like, honestly, I think below furries, I'm trying to think of where it ranks in the sense of like things that really disturb me. Yes. Um, furries disturb me. Like people dressing up like actual yes. animals. Like I don't like it at all. But yeah, the diaper baby thing. Wasn't there like a TLC show where someone was yes, like, there were, in their yes, crib? there was. I, that to me is they like, should they, should away. Away. I, I, they should be again, put away. They should be put away. Again, we can't normalize everything. Some things need to be normalized, but we can't normalize everything. Feel. And I don't I don't know how else to say that. We we can't. We got to draw the line somewhere and like this was no. art in in the vague sense of the way. But even that I was like, you know what? I you know, I got my equity card, I got my check. I've got I've got to move on to greener pastures and that actually did push me into stand-up comedy because I was like, if I did this for a year, I think I can get up on stage and tell jokes with my pants on. I think that's I think I think I think that's, you know, I think I can definitely do that. Hundred um, percent. So I do have to. Cre- I do have to credit that experience for um for that. <laughs> Wait, I had to ask you a question. Now I forgot because I was literally thinking of doing stand up <laughs> naked, and it made me laugh. Wait, oh, I know what you said that I wanted to talk about. I have a friend that one of the people I text, you know, who's like, I feel like who secretly, we always joke like if my phone got hacked, God forbid. Like, we literally delete our texts because I'm like, I Again. can't, my career can't afford, the name of my book is My Career Can't Afford This, like, genuinely, like, I just, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, no. we can't talk about anything or have differing <laughs> opinions, but one of the things we say, which I won't even give his name away, is we need to bring back shame. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to bring shame back to the forefront. I think our, this Generation Z they need a needs little a little taste of shame. And I know that the first platform that needs to experience that is TikTok. And I'm going to come out and say something. I'm going to say something that I have not really said publicly. TikTok, find it oh. annoying. I think it's actually really mostly annoying. I think there are some really funny moments about, on it. But most of the content creators and most of the platform... I could do without. I could do without because there's a lack of shame. There's a lack of tact. There's a lack of of you know yes. feeling any sort of guilt for anything. And again, creativity. It's it's you know put yourself out there. Say what you want. You know, hundred percent. But also, but also, some things are not for public consumption. Not everyone deserves to be seen and heard. <laughs> Thank you. That's the worst thing I've ever no, said. Not I'm everyone deserves to be seen and heard, and that's actually true. It's a hundred percent true. No, and listen. 
and and I'll say this. No. Well, let's really go there. Neither of us <laughs> work the after this. Thursday is the last day we ever work. This is the last time you'll ever hear from <laughs> Michelle Collins and Chris Murphy ever again. So we just might as well just. Yeah. They're going to, we're going to get shamed. They're like, oh, you want to bring shame back shame? Shame you right out of your job. Mm, okay. Shame you right Here out of your job. <laughs> exactly. God forbid, poi, 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 knocked on wood. No, but let me say this. Um, uh-oh, uh, is I got a, an email. Is it a gig? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, uh, oh, that's it amazing. is actually. I'll tell you after. Anyway, um, every time I get an email on this podcast, <laughs> I yell it out to the guests. I go, I got an email because <laughs> it happens twice a day. You booked. You booked. I, I booked. Um, no, going back to shame and TikTok, you know, is there sometimes, how do I put this without really getting in trouble? Hmm. You know, how do I say this? And you can edit me like coming up with these ideas mm-hmm. out of the podcast. For example, Yes, when you go through bad things in life, it is nice to find someone else who has gone through those things so you yeah, so you feel less sure. alone. I get that. I think if you have children, let's start with mothers uh, yeah. and fathers. You I think that there should be, you know how we place um like a parental guidance thing on cable yeah. like if you're under 18, I think we should do the same thing for parents. The moment you have children, you cannot yeah, post on I TikTok think- anymore. And what I mean by yeah, that is, do. do you agree? I see people, I saw a video of a woman. I thought there was like a joke. I was waiting for the joke. And then I realized, oh my, oh my God, there's no joke. She was just laying in bed, sobbing, talking about, okay. and she had kids, by the way, talking about how her marriage was, okay. you know, breaking apart and like how it's the worst feeling That's ever. Sad. I can't even That's imagine. Definitely sad. sympathy for her. 100%. It is sad. There is a therapy office for that. Putting this video on TikTok to me is like, what are we as a society gaining from this? That you're yeah. fucking sad. And by the way, oh, it had no. like 10 million views or likes or something. Oh, yeah. no, it was viral. That's why I saw it. Also, like the algorithm was like, hmm, sad, sad mom, girl. sad mom. Let's get fire a- up the crying. Let's get a sad mom. <laughs> you saw my shorts. You're like, yeah, she would love sad mom content. Let's just give it to let's give it right yeah. there. The algorithm cracked it. They were like oversized turtleneck and short shorts. We know exactly sad what she needs. We got. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just crying like about my yeah. children and my husband. But anyway, I really got offended by that. Not offended, but just like I was disgusted. I was yeah, like, no, what therapy exists and therapy can be private. And actually some things are supposed to be private. And I just like it's one of those things where it's again, like everyone has their own relationship with their parents and childhood. And I had plenty of issues with my oh, parents God. growing up. But like looking back, it was like, the, oh. like, imagine if like I was scrolling through TikTok and I, I saw my mom doing that. I'd be like, yeah, I just like I can't even imagine like I like it's it's not it doesn't need to be out there. And again, it's community is great. Community is great. It's great to like minded people, finding like minded people, feeling less alone in the world. All well and good. That's so wonderful. Can we like what happened to message boards? What happened? to like, there? It didn't all have to be filmed. And, and I didn't have to be involved. I don't want to be involved all the time. Sometimes I don't want to be involved in that. I believe it was Queen Latifah who sang on the cut song from Chicago with Catherine Zeta-Jones, whatever happened? You know this yes, song class? I know that song class. Yeah. I have to look up the lyrics to class because really, I love that song. Dee, it's, dee, dee. Ugh, it's such a yeah. beautiful one. I saw another video. I saw mm. another TikTok of a teenage girl now, not a young girl, but still. I, I don't know if she was even 18, who found her dad on Tinder. Her dad, who is oh, still no. married to her mother. And filmed the father going, why are you on Tinder? And basically grilled the dad. Now, she okay. did blur his face, but didn't use the Dateline voice modulator. So you could still hear and see his little bald, like, fire. He would be bald. Hair. That sounds like a, you know, a bald man. 
Of course. No, he was an older guy. Oh, he God. was in his 60s, at least. But like, why the fuck would you, A, let's be honest, the idea of confronting your father about something like that already makes me want to... It's unhinged. It's unhinged. It's unhinged behavior. That's that's the only way to say it. That's That's the dating app. It should be on unhinged. Okay, once we get canceled, (laughs) we start that app and then we're millionaires again. And then we're back. So actually, we're good. That's... Wait, but actually... But actually... Should we edit this this out? Because that's actually a genius idea. idea. And it would do really well. For like people who are desperate to just settle down and it's just like unhinged. Well, have you seen the show The Ultimatum? I'm about to contradict everything that I've said thus far Please. about like shame and we need more guilt and like, and not everything needs to be seen and heard because there's this new reality show on Netflix called The Ultimatum that I am fully, madly, deeply obsessed with. That is literally the, everyone there needs to feel shame and yet I I, I need them to keep just making the worst decisions I've ever seen. You know, Chris, I'm a little surprised <laughs> no. at you. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. By the way, I'm sitting. I just want the listener to know that I'm sitting like John Hamm in the Mad Men opening credits. My legs are on a table. It's I'm very leaning power, back. It's a very in Passover boss. mode. It's a boss position. I will just to set the scene. <laughs> Thanks. I watched five episodes of The Ultimatum this weekend. Now, I'll say this. He's so upset. I can tell. I actually, if this ruins our friendship, I will never forgive myself. Yeah. Okay. Because I have good shame as you should. Um. I'm so I'm going to say this. I am obsessed with the show out of Australia specifically, and the British one is good too. Okay. Married at First Sight. The Australian version, I'm not saying this because at the moment oh. I am working with Lifetime. The reason why I got that job is because mm. I was obsessed totally. with it. Seriously. It is unbelievable TV. It doesn't feel super scripted to me, even though I'm sure for parts sure, of sure. it are, but like it's just entertaining, amazing people mm-hmm. on it, etc. For me, the ultimatum. First of all, I'm going to say something you're not going to like. I don't like how wow. much cursing oh, okay, there is on grandma. it. Okay, grandma. <laughs> I'm going to tell all you right. why I'm saying that. I obviously curse on my uh, curse here. I curse. I'm, I have a totally. dirty-ish mouth. But there is something about watching these men and women who are like, in the, they're all gorgeous, yeah. like early 20s, let's call it, mid-20s. For no reason, being like, I'm so fucking <laughs> pissed. Like, I am fucking that- mad and for no reason dropping the f word okay. and it bothers that's, I mean, me. it's that's very etiquette coach but i do i can under i can actually understand that thank you but like that's like how madeline talks like i believe that's authentic <clears throat> to madeline like that's and there is a woman on the show not madeline not maddie madeline m-a-d-l-y-n so just let's let's be very <laughs> clear about that uh-huh. so i feel like that's how she i feel that's her authentic self if you will <laughs> I don't know. I I gotta tell you something. I find basically every single on the per every single person okay, on the show unbearable to watch. They're, they're, and I I don't know if I can I make mean, it. I, I don't know if I can. That's keep kind watching of the it. point. I will me. say I I have a group chat of friends who love terrible t- television. Okay. It's called Is Love. Well, thanks for inviting. Get it. Get thanks in, for inviting get involved, me to involved. it. Involved. It's called Is Love Truly Blind? Like Absolutely. add me and to I said, it. And you know what? Okay. So we're actually more aligned on this than you think because after the first episode, I was like. I'm not obsessed with the show. It's a little slow. It's a little too much. It's so scripted. It's so put upon, you know, it's like it's trying to deliver so much that I was like unsure about it. And they all they gaslit the hell out of me. Yeah, I'll say it. They gaslit me into me into saying that I was wrong for not loving the show. And then I watched five more episodes and now I'm hooked. So that's sometimes you just got to take the leap. You got to get pushed. But I do. I do understand. It's It's sort of a slow burn. And they're all they're all terrible and it's like and it's like it's so 
the premise is so stupid. It's so stupid that only three couples are left. Yeah. So I'm, I need more. I'm like, there's only three couples. And I, I'm going to say something else. I find the women kind of <laughs> ugly on it. The um, one girl, I the, the guys, guys are, are hot guys are pretty much, pretty I would hot. say overall. The guys... That. The guys are hot. There's one girl who's pretty, and I yeah. don't know any of their names. Wait, I, I kind who, of do. Uh, ended up with a guy oh, with the, the nose ring. The, oh, um, Shanique is she the black one? So, yeah, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yes. she's really pretty. She's pretty. She's pretty. The others, I'm like, okay, like literally, woof, woof. I don't know. I'm just like, am I a bitch? I'm, no, I'm like, I mean, I not get it, getting like, it. It's kind of refreshing again because I don't really do like Bachelor. You're a Bachelorette culture. You, I stopped watching Bachelor years ago. It, it died for me. Yeah, it died for me. But it's like it's sort of yeah. these sort of like normal esque people, these normalish people being like normal and terrible is kind of it's kind of progressive in a way. It's kind of like no, you can be a six, you can be a no. six, and you can go on a dating show. Isn't that kind of that's kind of huge. <laughs> okay. I have been arguing literally forever, including on the show Love is Blind, because my whole thing with Love is Blind is everyone's uh-huh. like too hot. Like they need to throw next season. They have to throw like four plus size people on both sides. They got and yes. who can all be beautiful. I'm not saying, but you get it. They need to mix up the look a little bit because it's boring. Well, I'm like, I need more people. Well, isn't it weird that different. on Love is Blind? Because they do. If you look at like the the first episodes when they have like all the people and then they whittle it down to like the four couples, they're all there are like fours and sevens amongst like the big range of people and yet and yet somehow yes. on a show called love is fucking blind sorry for cursing all yes, all the, the netflix people version somehow yeah. find each other even though they can't see each other like what is that about like that's weird well one of the couples got engaged and they were never shown they, weren't hot, why, enough. And they weren't hot enough okay, that's actually bad netflix you need to come to the red table not to get jada involved but listen I'm waiting for my Netflix as a joke invite. I, I will not shake the <laughs> ultimatum for another week. Until you <laughs> I totally get it. Netflix is a joke. That is, that is so you're totally yes. right. I forgot about that couple that got engaged, but they were not hot enough. That's and that's the problem with America today. That's one. That's a problem. That's a big problem. That's why I hate America. And that's why I like England, because in England, you can truly like open canned beans with your teeth and you're hot. Like, yeah, you can that's be, honestly true here. You can just. It's true. You can look, you can, and, and people are hot here, but it's like, oh, yeah, wait, I have do. to ask you about this. And I'm so glad that it, you, you brought it up. Two things I want to bring up. One is the great Vanessa <laughs> oh, Hudgens. I'm already joking. He's already I'm joking. Like, joking again. Don't just, choke again. I just took another sip, but I'm okay. Uh, the great Vanessa Hudgens recently. Where, I, what show um, was she on? Oh she my God. Was it like an interview? It was like a podcast. Like I think a she podcast was doing a podcast. Where she um, said, and I think you can actually fill the blanks in on this, Chris, that she, she speaks, speaks to, ghosts. to ghosts. She says that she communicates with ghosts sort of regularly, spirits, ghosts, which is just so funny. I mean, we got to talk about Talk about somebody who made a mistake at the beginning of the pandemic. Talk about somebody whose career made a mistake at oh, the beginning man. of the pandemic. Vanessa Anne Hudgens, and yes, I still say the Anne because I was there for the the high school musical days. <laughs> Vanessa Anne Hudgens says, you know, COVID, like, if people die, they're going to die. It's inevitable, right? Done. Canceled. Now she comes back. She's on the Oscars red carpet. She's chatting with Andrew Garfield. She's in Tick, Tick, Boom. And now she's like, I can talk to ghosts, which sort of <laughs> circles back to like, oh, people die from COVID. It's fine for Vanessa because she can talk to ghosts. She can talk to ghosts. You know what? I never connected the two. You're right. There is so there is actually no death toll for Vanessa Ann Hudgens because she's, she's still, connected they're to all the still afterlife. With her. So she's like, yeah, when she was saying like, yeah, all these people are going to die so that I can go outside and get my hair done and like see my friends at the Grove. Like 
she doesn't care because like she's still talking to them in the afterlife. And that I think I think that's beautiful. And I'm like, honestly, good for Vanessa and Hudgens for sort of she was sort of, you know, fighting for her life at the beginning of the pandemic. And now she's like, I think she was like very good on the Oscars red carpet. Like that's a perfect job for her. She was. okay. (laughs) you're the you're the expert. I'm jealous. No. Well, because I'm like, how is Vanessa Hudgens literally like eating out of, of my plate, off of my plate? Like, the, totally. no, do you know what I mean? Like the Oscars red carpet is and funny enough, I worked. That's how I got to know the people at Vanity oh, Fair because I used cool. to work for them. And I will say they're all the loveliest. Yeah, I love the Vanity Fair staff. Mm, I love that. And it makes sense you work there. Do you remember Chris Murphy, Chris <laughs> Tris on Instagram and Twitter? Really I'm are. so good at my job. Do you remember when Bob? Thanks, babe. Do you remember when Bobby ba- Brown said that a uh, ghost um, slept with him? That a ghost yes, climbed yeah. on top I do of him? sort of remember that as like, yeah, it was like ghost sexual assault. Like I do remember it was like I don't remember it being conse- like consensual. Yes. Like I remember him telling the story and being like, a ghost sort of like had its way with me, and I was like, this. I just thought of something funny. It's the Me Boo movement. The like Me ghost. Boo movement. Hashtag <laughs> Me Boo. Oh, that's come on. Good. Wow, we got two great things. Unhinged <laughs> Thank and you. Boo. We're like, we're cooking with fire here, cooking with gas. What I wanted to bring up to you is um, Erica <laughs> Jane. Now, you were featured on the ABC yes, it was. documentary. Yes, it was. Um, Remind me the, the name? housewife and the hustler, or the hustler and the housewife. It's one. Of, it's one of the. That's two. good. That was... <laughs> okay, housewife cool. and the hustler. You Thank got you. it. You. I'm impressed. Uh, you're featured on that. Um, the Erica Jane scandal. You know, I have very controversial. Yeah, remind me. About it. I. I also. I will. I. Uh, remind me what your stance is or what your take is. Mine is simple, which is that I just don't think there's any way on the planet she's not involved somehow. Oh, we're aligned. I totally agree with that. I couldn't like outright say that on the yeah on the show, but I mean the proof is in the pudding. I mean it was just too. Come on, let's like on. Again, again. We gotta be, we gotta be smart here. We gotta use our brains. Okay, like let's. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I mean she they were living in the height of every financial blissful thing private yeah. plane stakes every night i mean it, it's insane but um we saw this weekend uh something oh, kind exactly of funny you know what i'm gonna up. bring up which is that um and i have something that you might it might shock mm-hmm. you chris murphy but uh well why don't okay, you tell so people this what was happened like, which is honestly like i get like frustrated because i don't like when too much of housewives drama plays out on social media because i don't follow all of them because i need to mm-hmm. church and state like i need my social media to be for me and i i need my housewives to be over here but okay long story short short um garcelle like comes for erica at some point in the season and they're like beefing hardcore and erica takes her book yes whose name I do not remember, but takes Garcelle's book and throws it out in the trash on Instagram and is like, good for you. Like, just like throws out Garcelle's book on Instagram. I bet you'll see this. Something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I I bet you'll see this because, oh, because Garcelle unfollowed her on Instagram, which again, it's like you just gave her like viral marketing. So like you should know better, Mm. Erica. And like, I just wish I just wish I would rather just see that happen on the show. I don't want to know now. But now I know. I know. But I think I think the season's going to be good. I'll say this is that yeah. I'm, you're going to love this. I filmed a pilot with Garcelle ah! 100 years ago. Oh, my God. Ago that's amazing. In LA. Um, 
Yes. And it was me, uh, Jerry O'Connell, Rebecca Romaine, and Garcelle, the four act- of us. That's actually history. That's history. That's act- that's that's that is important. That is important <laughs> history. They should be teaching that in schools. They should teach that in the schools. Well, I don't disagree. And I'll say this that um I was very friendly yeah. with Garcelle. I really liked her actually. She first of all, she's dropped I, it gorgeous, genuinely. Like was in my favorite movie, Coming to America. Coming to America had the first line in it too. She's like the first person to speak or something like that. She's like, yeah, really- I mean, a legend. A legend. And uh, and we got along. In fact, when we were in New York for like, we had to do, uh, the show did not <laughs> get sorry. picked up, which I know you're shocked, but we were in New York. It's okay. We like went to lunch together, went to Century 21. That was like a fun afternoon. And I actually really liked her. I mean, she was a bit, um, yeah. you know, she was professional is what I'll say about her, which is a good thing. No, I totally get that. Yeah. I'll tell you this. And it hurt me. I'll be honest. Is that when maybe six months later, not even I got hired on The View, which she had also been yes. kind of guesting on here and there. She unfollowed me on Instagram. Oh, so that's what she does. Oh, so that's what she does. OK, so that actually. And I didn't like that. It bothered that me. That adds a lot of credence. And that makes me feel like it's not fake. The Eric, Because I was like, maybe this Erica Garcelle thing is like put upon. But like, if she does that, mm-hmm. then that's what she does. And that's not nice. And I'm. 100%, I'll say this, 100% team Garcelle and the Garcelle versus Erica. Well, Erica is trash. I mean, 100 there's not even a question. Yeah. I'm team Garcelle, too. That's, That's why, it, why hurts. it hurts so much. Because I'm like, Garcelle, I mean, I'll be honest, it, it has sort of tainted it a little bit for me. And I think had I not had that experience, which is so yeah. petty, who gives a shit? But maybe but she's, she's an, like adult. an adult. It's, like she's got, she she's also is, has plenty of jobs. You know, she's a, she's plenty of petty. jobs. It's so yes. fine. Like I would actually understand, and this is a little rude, but I'd understand if like, if like Ebony, if it was like Ebony versus, you know, who was up for the gig. Cause she so badly wants to be on the view. It's like so clear to me. It's like, she, oh, that's she like, that's funny. like her, yeah. that's what she wants so badly um, that that would make more sense to me. No, well, Garcelle wanted it too. Listen, that's why she's on. Um, what is she on? The real, the talk, the chew. It's like I did. It did get canceled, but it's like that's like it's like it's definitely got canceled. Yeah. Um, it's like I don't. Yeah, I yeah. feel like Gar- like honestly, you deserved Garcelle. Garcelle, consider throwing throwing back a follow. Come on, it's like that's all water under the bridge. Well, I mean, I have oh, followed her. Okay, I'll say this, Garcelle, if you're listening. Well, of course, After- no, no, no. Afterwards, well, I'm not a fucking idiot. Hello, you have to have some sense of self. You're not just gonna keep following her after that. Listen, I'm very pro shame, but I'm not pro being <laughs> yeah. a dumb idiot asshole. Like, obviously, and yes, I am petty 100%. and bitter myself. Somebody standing across is just open their shades and literally is making eye contact with me as my cellulite okay. is like hanging out of my shorts. They like what they're seeing. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, the white woods. They're so pale. Look at that. Look at that color. That's well, not even, look how pale my legs are. <sighs> Miami's coming. I can't wait. Oh God. Um. Anyway, thank you for actually being sort of on my side about that because it really, it really bothered me. I was like, I thought we were friendly, like for real, not just for the show. But I guess now I see it. That's a really big bonding experience that really matters. Yeah, I like her. You know, I anyway. bet now you'll see her. You'll see her again at some event, some poodle party. You know, in LA, and it'll look. Yeah, it'll be fine, and you'll like. You know, you'll gab and whatnot. All but right. I could like that unfollow. You know, the unfollow it actually holds a lot of currency in our current society. It does. It has. A, it holds a lot of weight. So I, you know, it I sure kudos to Garcelle for unfollowing Erica, but also shame, and I will say it, shame. on Garcelle for unfollowing you because we're bringing shame back into the lexicon. We're bringing it, we're bringing it back. I have to say, Chris, hearing you say that yeah. means the world to me. And it actually, um, 
I think it's the perfect way to end this interview. Just bring shame, bring shame back. back. That bring should be, that's going to be back. the title. Bring shame back. Washington Square yes, Park. Absolutely. Friday. You know I'll it. See you there. Shame back. The bring shame yes. back. Parade. Right by Michelle and Chris. <laughs> I would love it. Um, so, Chrissy, promote your stuff because, and by the way, you've just um, been such a delight and so sweet. And I miss you. And I really hope, even though I'm only there for a couple of days, I would love to see you, obviously. Right. But uh, you have a show yes. at Ars Nova. Oh, my which God. Is one Thank of my you. Favorite I'm venues. hosting the first in person, speaking about Zoom comedy, I'm hosting the first. I think in-person <gasps> showgasm, which is like a variety show, comedy, it'll be singing, it'll be stand-up, it'll be great. And that's like in June. I think it's on June 16th on Thursday. Tickets will be available soon. You'll come to my socials. You'll be able to get them. And then, yeah, Chris Stress. Yes, Chris Stress on Instagram mm-hmm. and on Twitter. Um, doing the show with Kat in LA, I think Friday, May 6th. Netflix is a joke. Uh, opening up for yes. her, so that'll be fun. And so fun. I'm so excited. And then, uh, yeah, and then read my stuff on VanityFair.com and in the magazine. That's fun. And Twitter and Instagram. That's that's where I'm at. <sighs> it's so Of course. Can I say one last thing? It is um it is a literal crime to me that you've not gone to the Oscar party. <sighs> and if I were you, I would have pulled I- a Rachel Ziegler. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks ago and I yeah, honestly we could have set it up because I could have asked you like you'd be like look leave this comment and you would have been like I actually haven't been invited it's actually so crazy and then all my millions of fans a la Rachel Ziegler would rally would rally <laughs> for me and you know what and then you would have presented there like she did with the tallest man in the world Jacob Elordi and it would have been incredible oh it would my have been incredible God. he is he he's is. something and- else Every time I hear that he's Australian, I'm literally shocked. I I'm forgot, like, oh but then it God, also makes so much sense when you look at his face. But he's something else, and and she is something else too. I will say that move. That was a. That's. I'm keeping my eye on Rachel Ziegler. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you this. Uh, what's her name? Ariana Debose, who I, I love. I love that movie, by the way. For the magazine. So I like did a whole. Yeah, I did a whole. <gasps> did you like in depth profile on Ariana Debose? Loved her. She was so sweet, so cool. Cool, cool chick. Brilliant oh, talent. Brilliant it's talent. It's, it's online. Beyond. You should all look at that. But let me just say, do you know that just to like wrap this up nicely, yes. you know what I'm going to say? She, she unfollowed Rachel. Rachel. She Again, on unfollowing has currency in our society. And that means something. She unfollowed Rachel. And Rachel never even said, Rachel, who is sort of chronically online, like has not said, oh yeah, she's all she's online she? all the time, uh, tweeting up a storm, oh. hence getting into the Oscars. She did not say congratulations Funny. to Ariana on winning the Oscar, which is pretty... Really? Really? Congratulate her. I think I we need think a new West Side Story. I would, about I would these see a sequel. Two. I would watch a sequel. <laughs> Maria V. Anita. Oh. <laughs> I would, Maria V. Anita. <laughs> One of my favorite I mean, movies. I listen to the soundtrack um, far too often. Happened I'm not going to give it away. What? Not think, you know, that's just to bring it back. Whatever happened to class. I'm saying that re- Miss Rachel not congratulating Ariana. Whatever happened to class. I agree with you. It's ugly. And it's actually just bad business. <laughs> it's not shrewd. It's not shrewd. Chris Murphy, I adore you. Thank you so much um, for doing the show because really it's been a long time coming. And I'm so just seeing, look how cute. Everyone, Chris is also so cute. Like if you don't go to his Instagram, oh, you just are like so handsome. I'm actually, are you single? I have What's your story? Friend, but we're sort of like, we're interesting and modern. I, and he's 40 and he's a lawyer. And Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the interview's over because you're not single. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, Chris Murphy, thank you. I miss you. We didn't even talk about South <gasps> next Orange, time, New Jersey. Next time, There's so much to say. SZA, you... I went to church with SZA. We have so much to say. Oh, I... Yes, I did. Did you? I know the CVS oh my in God. Uh, West spent Orange. I a ton of time there. I used to go there all the time. Yes, I know exactly that You CVS. know what I'm talking it's about. Really, it's actually really good. Yeah, Lots yeah, of yeah. great candy. Um, all right. <laughs> Chris, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm Michelle Collins. You can follow me as well uh, at Mishkal, M-A-C-H-C-O-L-L. And um, also, if you listen to this on Thursday, Day, I'll be on the Today Show oh. unless my plane crashes. Poi, poi, poi. Friday that'd morning. Be, that'd be crazy. Can you imagine though? They better do an in memoriam. Yeah, they better it, do an in memoriam. If my plane goes down, you make sure. I want yes. Willie Geist there. Get I want Chanel. Savannah, I want the whole team to do there. About me. Without, uh, we love Savannah. You know I love Savannah. God. Uh, mm, Hoda, Jenna, they're all the best. Anyway, I'm on the Today Show tomorrow, so tune in for that. And uh, I love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at MidnightSnack at Earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show, live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H, C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.